Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy-Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is episode 88. Diesel emission systems are now one of the costliest parts of maintaining commercial vehicle equipment. When I was first learning the business, it was always tires, fuel, and brakes. But this is a completely new cost line on the profit and loss statement for fleets, and for the last decade or so, it has persistently grown. And so today, I really want to focus on how we can make diesel emission systems easier. And to do that, I wanted to bring in our guest. So our guest today, Wayne, I'd like to welcome you to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Thanks, Jamie. Glad to be here. Now, you're the National Sales Account Manager for Redline Emissions Products. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. And so your company has made it its mission. And really, your new tagline for 2021 is Diesel Emission Systems Made Easy. Could you tell us a little bit about Redline and why you've made that your mission? Of course. We see so much confusion out in the marketplace. When you go and buy a new truck these days, the dealer is telling you you can go between 200 to 350,000 miles without actually having to touch your emission system. It really depends on your duty cycle as to whether or not that could be true. If you're only traveling coast to coast along the freeways, little idling, no stop and go traffic, 200 to 350,000 miles is realistic, barring any major engine issues. But when you look at a typical fleet, uh, you have some vehicles that are going coast to coast, some that are driving inner city, lots of stop and start traffic, and you can't treat the vehicles the same way. You have to look at the duty cycles and understand where your service intervals are going to come in because each fleet, each situation is going to be much, much different. Then there's a lot of confusion about onboard regenerations. People feel that's the same as cleaning a DPF. It is not. And then people tend to want to cut corners and try to get their filters cleaned as inexpensively as possible. And again, that is a mistake. You're ending up spending more and more money at the end of the day. Find a reputable person, company that is cleaning DPFs and get them to do the best job possible. And it's going to extend the life of your DPF far more than if you ignore the system and just cross your fingers and hope for the best. You know, that brings up a really good point for me. You know, I can understand the perspective of the fleet. They've all of a sudden in the last 10 years, they've had this really costly additional expense that is now somehow you've got to recoup all of that money that you're spending. 
And, you know, they're looking for ways to be able to solve this problem, like you said, in the most cost-effective way. And what I'm hearing you say is, is that unfortunately, there is some misinformation out there and people are making some mistakes. So how much can that actually cost a company if they make a poor choice when it comes to maintaining their diesel emission systems? So we've uh, done some research, gotten some information from TMC. We're hearing that the average cost of an emission repair is in the $513 range. On the side of the road, it can be anywhere from $448 to about $750, somewhere in that range. But that's not factoring in sort of some hidden costs, the cost of hotels, misdeliveries, towing. You know, there's just so many costs once a vehicle has stopped and broken down on the side of the road. Some of the research we've done shows that there's one fleet that we looked at, 500 trucks. They've gone from spending almost nothing pre-2010 on emission repairs to now it's $27,000 a month. Can you imagine having to add that type of an expense unexpectedly to your bottom line? Uh, who else can afford to get that type of an increase? It's incredible. Yeah, you showed me that uh, research in the past. And I, if I remember correctly, that's something like an 1,800% increase in cost in that category. It's, it's phenomenal. It is. It's incredible. Uh, again, if it was your business, how could you afford one expense item to go up 1,800%? So yeah, the secret is to stay on top of your emission systems. The fleets want to ignore them, but if they wrap their arms around them, introduce a proactive cleaning schedule, they can easily save a lot of money on emission systems. And what are some of the issues around the availability of replacement components? Like there doesn't seem to be a shortage of components, but what's some of the issues with what's out there? What are some of your competitors doing? understand that these are highly engineered systems and from the turbo in fact from the air intake system to the tailpipe these systems are designed to be airtight in order to get as much heat and airflow possible to the dpf DOC, through the doc dpf and then scr so exhaust leaks have suddenly become important in the old days you could ignore exhaust leaks all day long then most people are going back to their dealerships. Uh, you buy a Freightliner, you're going to go to the Freightliner dealership. Problem is, quality parts, no doubt. However, that's also where you're going to pay the highest dollar for these parts. The OEs are also coming in with what they refer to as a remanufactured DPF or DOC. In this industry, you're accustomed to uh, buying a, a remanufactured alternator or starter with the assurance that that part has gone through a quality inspection where parts have been replaced. And the product at the end of the day, when you install it, is almost a new product. In the DPF world, remanufactured is a misnomer. These are just filters that have simply been cleaned and deemed good to go back on a vehicle. You don't know their history, how many times they've been cleaned, what duty cycle they've been exposed to, what type of abuse they've been exposed to. So at the end of the day, you can save a little bit of money, but it's much cheaper to take your own DPF and have it cleaned. And you know that history, you know how it's been treated, et cetera, et cetera. 
Then in the aftermarket, again, no one wants to deal with these systems. They uh, want to ignore them as long as possible. And it's an expense, as we said, you know, $513 to do a repair in your own shop. So you're trying to save as much money as possible. And therefore, people are, rather than looking for quality parts, they're looking for the least expensive parts. And again, you know, you save a couple of bucks on a gasket. Um, but if it leaves a, a, an exhaust leak, you're back on the side of the road with your hood up. So you have to balance price with quality and try to find the best solution balancing the two. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I know we've had this conversation before with other guests about uh, the quote unquote reman DPF filter. And, and it's hard to get your head around, but I think the best illustration is can you imagine if you needed a rebuilt engine, you were buying a rebuilt engine, but they couldn't tell you, you know, it's like, yeah, we we rebuilt it, but we're not really sure what parts are in it. And we don't really know how many miles were on it before we rebuilt it. And to be quite honest, some of the parts we used aren't necessarily uh, up to new specs. And we're not sure how many miles were on some of those used parts we reused. So you're just going to have to trust us that it's good to go. And that's kind of what people are up against when they do the reman and they give up their DPF filter. Is that kind of a an accurate analogy? Very, very accurate. And in fact, recently Cummins has announced they're discontinuing the reman program. Obviously, it's not working well for them either. They're trying to get people to buy new parts. It's time to take a quick break. And when we're back, we're going to talk about how Redline Emissions Products is making diesel emission systems easy. We'll be right back. I just wanted to take a brief moment to let you know that I've been working with forward-thinking, heavy-duty companies as a business consultant, creating great content, helping sales use digital tools more effectively, and developing business growth strategies are the most common projects that I'm involved in. If you would like to work with me, go to heavydutypartsreport.com slash consultant. That's heavydutypartsreport.com slash consultant to learn more. I also work as a brand ambassador for great brands like Diesel Parts. Diesel Parts is an aftermarket parts cross-reference and lookup tool that makes it easier to identify parts than ever before. Go to parts.diesellaptops.com to create your free account. That's parts.diesellaptops.com. All right, let's get back to the interview. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Wayne Cochran, National Sales Manager at Redline Emission Products. Wayne, we're back from our break. And, you know, before the break, we talked about all of the problems that customers in general fleets are facing when it comes to diesel emission products and systems. And so what I'd really like to know now is your company has made it a real mission to really make diesel emission systems easier for the fleets, easier for the people who sell the parts. How do you do that? Great question. Um, we have a five-step program that we have implemented. Quality, selection, availability, packaging, and then training. And it breaks down as follows. I mean, first of all, all of our parts are going to be OEM or better quality. As I mentioned earlier, quality of parts, especially gaskets and clamps, are very, very important to these systems. Uh, leaks can be the death of an emission system. So we do our utmost to ensure when our parts are shipped and installed, they're going to fit exactly as the OEM system was designed to fit. 
In past conversations, Wayne, you've gone to great lengths with testing, with uh, drawings, design, like you've really, as a company, put a great deal of focus on this. So it, it really is kind of built into who your company is. It's very difficult to uh, relay the countless hours that we've spent um, ensuring that the parts match or exceed OEM specs. You know, we get sensors and we get gaskets and we get clamps and, and people just look at a clamp and think, oh, it's a V-band clamp. They're all the same. They are not. The apex of the, the V makes a huge difference because it's squeezing two flanges together on a gasket. And uh, if the flange stretches or is not to the right spec, it's going to compromise your entire emission system. And the last thing we want is for someone to install Redline Emissions Products parts and then experience a tow bill due to us trying to save a couple of pennies on a gasket or a clamp. So yeah, right. it's not worth our while. We want to make certain that when people see the Redline Emissions Products box, they're going to know that these are quality parts that are going to meet the OEM standards. So after quality, you mentioned, you've already given us an overview, but let's go through it one at a time. What's next? Uh, after quality, it's selection. Again, as I said, the OEM dealer, you go to a Freightliner dealer, you're going to get Freightliner parts. You go to a Kenworth dealer, you're going to get Kenworth parts. So typically a fleet doesn't have one brand of vehicles. They have several. So that's forcing them to go to several dealerships to get the emission parts they need. We've alleviated that issue by having an Omix product offering. And our offering, I hate to brag, but we have the largest number of SKUs in our industry. So typically, some of our competitors will pick the top selling part numbers, the top 20%. And that's what they're offering. Again, forcing you back to the dealership. But with our product offering, we've done everything possible to get as many parts um, available through our um, selection. Okay, so quality selection, what's next? Availability. I mean, there's no point in having a quality product with the greatest selection if you can't get it. So to meet that need, we've got actually five warehouses across the U.S., and there's another two in Canada. So at the moment, we're one to three days ground shipment away from most shops in North America, and we're expanding that footprint uh, in 2021, we expect to announce a few more uh, distribution facilities. Again, just trying to um, do all we can to get parts to people as they are needed. The next one on your list was a little surprising to me when I first heard it. And I'd really like to understand more about how this plays a role in making diesel emission systems easy. Well, there's nothing more frustrating than seeing in your ERP system that you've got 10 gaskets sitting on a shelf or four clamps sitting on your shelf. And then the parts person goes back to pick them and either can't find them or they're damaged or the clamp's missing a bolt or a latch or something of that nature. We've gone through the trouble of our clamps and gaskets are packaged in corrugated boxes one of the advantage of the corrugated box is you can slap a label on it, throw it in a UPS shipment or a FedEx shipment uh, with the assurance that it's going to arrive intact. In your inventory, as parts get moved, uh, someone might pick up a couple of gaskets, get called away to the phone, drop them down somewhere, then no one knows what those gaskets are for. 
we've gone through, again, the trouble of labeling all of our packages, but not only the red line emissions product part number, we show all of the crossover numbers on our label. So again, a customer comes into your parts counter, says, I've got a Cummins, I need part number 287-1453. Typically, you'll hand them two loose gaskets and say, here, this is what you need. And he's looking at them thinking, yeah, they sort of look like the ones I took off. But when you hand a Redline Emissions Products box over to them, not only is it a nice package, sturdy, won't get damaged if it gets tossed in the back of a parts truck, but it's also showing that, hey, you asked for a 287-1453, here on the label, it's showing this is a replacement for a 287-1453. So it gives that end user customer the reassurance that not only is getting the parties asked for, but it's going to be in, in good condition. It's not, uh, well, it's twisted a little bit or bent or a clamp missing a bolt. A T, you know, T-bolts go missing all the time on the V-band clamps. So this effort in packaging really does make the diesel emissions products, the whole line, just easier to handle, easier to keep track of, gives confidence to the end user who's buying it. The final component to really your five-step process, uh, what is it and how does it work? Training. So as a company, Diesel Emissions Service, our parent company, has been in this industry since sort of 2004, 2005. It started in California with a retrofit market. We started putting diesel particulate filters on vehicles that were never designed for a diesel particulate filter. Through that process, we learned a ton of what makes a diesel particulate filter work. And that information, training, and experience translates very, very well onto the new vehicles. So rather than sit in a vacuum, we work with all of our distributors and make available our experience. You clean filters, you have questions, you've seen something you've never seen before, you wonder how uh, to troubleshoot an issue. We have people available that are going to step you through that process. And it's not someone like me who's a salesperson that says, well, I think what you do is this. We actually have Cummins certified, Volvo certified, Freightliner, Detroit certified technicians that are going to get on the phone. And it's a tech talking to a tech. He's not trying to say, oh, you have to buy this, this part or that part or, or go here to buy the part. He's simply there to assist that person get through the issue that they are experiencing. Now, on the sales end, again, a lot of people are afraid of these systems. They're afraid that a fleet is going to ask them a question they cannot answer. Again, we work with the salespeople at uh, the distributors to get them a comfort level, to get them a basic understanding of the systems, how they work. So they have the confidence to go out and talk to people and then come back if they have questions and we're more than happy to answer them for them. So training is a huge part of our process. So Wayne, if someone who is listening or watching to the program right now and they're thinking, you know, I'd like to work with Redline, can you kind of explain how this five-step process really impacts their business so they can get a sense of what it's like working with you? Yeah, a lot of people look at the uh, DPF cleaning market and think, wow, gee, that's simple and easy to get involved. And some people 
have gone and taken an air hose or you've, if you go on YouTube, you can see videos of all sorts of strange things, pressure washers, etc. We try to begin with someone and understand what they're trying to accomplish. Are you looking to clean light-duty pickup truck filters? Are you looking to work heavy-duty exclusively? Recently, we've gotten a lot of requests for off-road equipment. Those are all very different scenarios. So we, if they don't have equipment, we try to help them understand what equipment is available, what sort of is more friendly to what they're trying to accomplish. And of course, a lot of people just want to clean everything. And we have suggestions for that as well. But help them understand, first of all, what equipment is more appropriate for what they're trying to do. Then there's a process. We highly recommend following a process so that at the end of the day, you know that the product you're giving back to your customer is as clean as it can be. You know, we inspection, baking, if that's the process that you're going through, but just how to check and make sure that your filters are clean. And at the end of the day, for a fleet, the fleets typically don't know whether they're getting back a clean filter or not. So we highly recommend that you find a um, DPF cleaning operation that, first of all, has brick and mortars. I mean, I've seen some that are in, it looks like uh, storage units, and they you roll up the door and there there's the cleaning equipment, but they can disappear tomorrow, the week after. But find someone who can talk intelligently about the cleaning process. And again, we can help with that. Someone who's going to document their process. So at the end of the day, when you get your filter back, you should be able to get some documentation with it that shows this is the before, this is what we did, this is the after, and give you the reassurance that you're going to uh, get a clean filter. And we work with people to help them understand that process um, and, and how, at the end of the day, to give their customer the assurance that uh, they've gotten a clean filter. And then, of course, help the end user understand that, no, you shouldn't be reusing that V-band clamp because it's been on the vehicle for 200,000 miles. And through the various heat cool cycles, through the road vibration, that V clamp that was built to a tight tolerance is probably stretched open a little bit and therefore going to leak, causing you some issues and being by the side of the road again. My name is Jamie Irvin. I'm the host of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. And today we've been talking to Wayne Cocker, National Sales Account Manager at Redline Emissions Products. To learn more, you can go to rep.direct. That's rep.direct. Links are in the show notes. Wayne, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking about how you make diesel emission systems easy for your customers. Thanks, Jamie. It's been a pleasure. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and I just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile and <laughs> let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HDA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.